Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice, and you're like, who's this lady? Why is she here? Why is she talking? Uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your uh, your articles of incorporation with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts. Hey, Canada Cape Cod DC, making sure you have appropriate contracts uh, for clients and partners, um, brand protection strategies for uh, you know, so people don't steal your business ideas and hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. Why does my screen look like that? Uh, if you're wondering, hi, Margaret. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to do all of these things, uh, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I've been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. Uh, I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most of all, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So that's why I'm here. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you, you know, you're just like, I don't know where to start. Or you're like, I got to get all this. I don't know how I can help you do that. All right. So how are you going to connect with me? You're going to go to linktree slash MPL consulting firm. That is L I N K T R dot E E forward slash MPL consulting firm. There you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can also download my free biz launch cheat sheet. Uh, if you, um, that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and to the podcast. So if you ever can't make a live broadcast here, you can catch up at your leisure. Okay. Um, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can get show merch, like my lovely t-shirt. All right. Um, some mugs, uh, beautiful mugs, all right? Very classy, very fashionable. Um, but yeah, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your show merch as well, okay? And last but not least, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can pick up my uh, my digital products like my ebooks and my video trainings. So this month we're, we're focusing on hiring and training employees and setting your team up for success. So if you need help with that, make sure you pick up the employee onboarding guide. It is $9.97. If you go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, it is the very first button when you click that link. Okay. Um, all right. So now that we have gotten the housekeeping out of the way, let's get to the show and how, why we're here and how it works just in case somebody might be new and watching. All right. Here is how the show works. Uh, I pull stories from the news stories from blog sites, stories that you lovely people send to me. Um, 
I pull stories from a multitude of sources and I find the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them, okay? So um, this is a time for you to get involved. This is a time for you to, you know, ask questions. So I want your questions. I want your comments as long as they're respectful. Um, and uh, also I will be asking you questions to answer for me and to, to give me some emojis. So I need you guys, you know, to keep your fingers ready. Unless you're driving, keep your hands at 10 and 2. Okay? So that is how the show works. Um, if we have time at the end, we might do a little bit of Q&A. But uh, we are going to get started, okay? All right. First story of the evening. If you have heard of Michael Moore, the documentary producer Michael Moore, Please give me two M's in the comment box. If you have heard of Michael Moore, give me two M's in the comment box. And um, if you know who Michael Moore is, um, name one of his documentaries. If you know who Michael Moore is, give me an M-M in the box. Thank you, Margaret. And, uh, and if you know who Michael Moore is, Name one of his documentaries. Um, the very first documentary I saw of Michael Moore, I was in college and it was called Bowling for Columbine. Um, I don't remember much about it, but it was just basically, you know, how the Columbine school thing happened. Margaret said Fahrenheit 9-11. I think it's called 11-9, but I'm going to give it to you, okay? Yes. So, uh, Michael Moore, he does documentaries usually about how corrupt, you know, the political system is or how, you know, anything or just anything about corruption. That's what Michael Moore is about, right? Um, and as Margaret just, you know, put in the comment box, one of Michael Moore's documentaries was called Fahrenheit 11.9. Um, now, I did not watch this documentary. Uh, apparently, from what I could see on the uh, movie poster, it was about um, 45 and the administration and things like that. Um, it came out in 2018. Um, and this this documentary film uh, grossed about $6.7 million from... Um, Cinema releases, um, DVD sales, all of that. So the film has made about $7 million, okay? Um, now, in Fahrenheit 11.9, there is video footage that is used um, of, when, of a time when um, Obama, pres former President Obama, visited Flint in 2016. This video footage was recorded by a gentleman named Derek Clemens, okay? So Derek Clemens, uh, when Obama came to Flint, Michigan in 2016, he was there. He recorded this um, clip, and um, he put it up on YouTube, and he also copyrighted the material. Um, and then Michael Moore somehow got a hold of this video, and used it in Fahrenheit 11.9. But he did not credit Mr. Clemens, nor did he pay Mr. Clemens 
for the video or ask him even for his permission. He used the video without permission. And had Mr. Clemens not taken that video, that would have been a big piece of Mr. Moore's um, documentary missing. So Mr. Clemens is currently um, suing Mr. Moore for unspecified damages. So meaning he doesn't know how much or we don't know how much. Um, and Michael Moore hasn't responded to this, but do you think now we know that things like this happen all the time, but considering Michael Moore, you know, he, and don't get me wrong. I like Michael Moore, but Michael Moore positions himself as, you know, the champion of the underdog, right? Do you think it's, oh, Kels Butter didn't even like give me um, uh, you know, time to get my question out. Kels Butter said he stole it, period, point blank. Does anybody else agree with Kels Butter, or do you think that this was just a mistake, an oversight? Do you think that Michael Moore, or whoever works on his team, do you think they knowingly used this material without someone's permission? What do you, because Kels Butter said he stole it. He's not giving Michael Moore any space. Um, I find it hard to believe that Michael Moore, um, he's been doing documentaries for a very, 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 very long time. I find it hard to believe that you would not have systems in place, especially as a documentary maker, where you're pulling media from all different spaces to make sure that everything is clear. So um, I, I hope that Derek gets his money. Uh, I don't know what's happening over at Michael Moore's camp. Maybe somebody dropped the ball. But be, if this man provided you valuable content that you did not pay for to use in your documentary, and you made $7 million. So, <clears throat> uh, how much do we think Derek should get? How much should Derek get from Michael Moore if he gets anything? You missed my question. Okay, Margaret, my question, Kels had answered it. I, I was going to ask, um, do you think Michael Moore used this clip on purpose or was it just an oversight? Um, because he used this gentleman's video without permission. Kels Butter said, exactly. He'd been in the, he's been in the business too long not to have his ducks right. Okay. So Kels Butter, I think you and I are on the same wavelength right here. I find it, and Michael Moore, he's not a single individual. I'm sure you have a team of people who are supposed to take care of things like this. So I find it hard to believe that, you know, you couldn't have found the owner and at least ask his permission or something. Jeez. Um, so how much do we think Mr. Clemens should get for this clip that uh, Michael Moore used in his documentary without permission? So remember, the movie made $7 million. Derek Clemens' clip was part of the movie. We, I don't know how big it was. It may have been a few minutes. Uh, but how much do we think Derek should get? <coughs> Excuse me. How much do we think Derek should get? Margaret thinks that Derek should get a million dollars. You are very generous. I was going to say maybe like a couple hundred thousand at the most. All right. Um, 
But good luck to Derek. Um, I hope you get your money, bruh. Okay, moving on to our next story of the evening. Okay, um, if you saw the Aquaman movie, please give me a fish emoji. If you saw the Aquaman movie, hold on, Kel's butter said at least two million, depending how much info he used. Oh gosh, Kel said two million. Y'all are being very generous with Derek. Okay, but moving on to our next story. If you saw the, the, the Aquaman movie with Jason Momoa, please give me a fish emoji. Aquaman, ooh, 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 ooh. Aquaman, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I saw Aquaman, I saw Aquaman 1 and 2. Um. And I only saw it because of Jason Momoa, Okay. Uh, what a Samoan dream. Um, but if you saw the Aquaman movie, give me a fish emoji. You didn't see it, Margaret? Okay. Kel's butter, you didn't see Aquaman? Okay. Anyway, even if you didn't see Aquaman, I'm sure you saw some type of advertisement for the movie, and you know that it starred Jason Momoa, right? And Jason Momoa, he is a media darling. People like him. He's friendly. You know, he's fine. He's married to Lisa Bonet. Um, you know, he's friends with Lenny Kravitz. Jason Momoa is a, you know, a publicist's dream. Um, and Disney is trying to cash in on Jason Momoa's popularity. Uh, Disney has filed a trademark application for Jason Momoa's name, uh, in the area of blankets, towels, curtains, diaper, um, diaper pads, diaper changing pads, and pillowcases. So it seems like Disney has an idea to come out with some kind of linen line, um, for Jason Momoa. Now, I myself don't necessarily associate Jason Momoa with household goods like blankets and things like that. But if Jason wants to come out with a weighted blanket or Disney, you know, I'd be down for it. Um, but my, I'm wondering here, why is Disney trademarking Jason Momoa's name and not Jason Momoa? Does Jason Momoa know about this trademark application? Cause I haven't heard anything from him. Why do we think that Disney is out to, now we know that Jason Momoa's name is, you know, popular, whatever, but why would Disney choose to trademark Jason Momoa's legal name as opposed to, hey, Nessie Time, as opposed to using his character name, right? Margaret said, I just don't get trademarking somebody else's name. I don't get it either, um, especially when the person is alive and can use it, Um, but Again, this is what intellectual property is about. It's about claiming your space, making sure that people aren't making money off of you, right? Um, and and Disney, you know, obviously Jason Momoa, he brings in the dollars, and apparently Disney's trying to, to, to capitalize off the name as well. What I'm waiting to see is whether Jason Momoa is in on this trademarking uh, venture as well, because I don't see anything about him being, being involved, um, but, um, if you know they come out with some Jason Momoa linens, I'd be interested, would anybody else be interested in purchasing, you know, Jason Momoa home goods, 
some pillowcases, some blankets, some towels. You can feel like you're being hugged by a, like a, by a big Samoan. <laughs> if you would be into buying Jason Momoa, you know, blankets and towels and things, give me a thumbs up. If you would be here for a Jason Momoa home goods line. Let me know what y'all think. Now, um, keep in mind, Jason Momoa does have a trademark for um, hiking gear or li like hiking boots and things like that, um, but not in the realm of blankets and things. Margaret said, maybe. <laughs> I'll be first in line, okay? Anyway, <laughs> um, good luck to Jason Momoa. Okay, before we move on to our next stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Hey, essentially true. If you are in the startup phase of your business or you've been in business for a while, you need to get your ducks in a row, I want to help you out. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. So hit me up at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link on my bio on Instagram and all over my page on Facebook. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you. All right. You can book a 15 minute consultation if you are a first time Cliente. All right. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. This next story, guys, is a cautionary tale for you guys who are going to be seeking intellectual property, um, you know, trademarks and things, and for people and for scammers out there, all right, because we know that they be watching. Um, so what is going on with my iPhone? Okay. So hi R Dangerfield. So there is a gentleman by the name of Viktor Su Suhorukovs. Viktor Suhorukovs, right? Um, and Mr. Suhorukovs has recently been sentenced to 52 months in federal prison uh, and then 24 months of supervised release when he gets out, as well as um, 4.5 million dollars in restitution, okay? So, Mr. Suhorukovs is going to be spending five and a half years in prison at two years of supervised uh, release, and he has to pay back $4.5 million in restitution. You want to know why Victor's has all of this stacked against him. You know what Victor was doing? Victor opened up two companies. He called one Patent and Trademark Office, LLC, and the other one was called Patent and Trademark Bureau, LLC. One of them was formed in Washington, D.C., and one of them was formed in New York. After Victor's uh, formed these LLCs, he started sending out renewal notices to trademark holders, okay? So, yes, yes, essentially true. So, basically, victors would go to the trademark website, see who had trademarks, and contact them using, you know, the paperwork for his companies, and basically tell them, oh, oh, also, these letters that he was sending out had the QR code that would take you to the USPTO office, um, 
but he would send letters out to people who had legal trademarks and say, hey, you have to renew your trademark. Um, you know, your, your time is coming up. So the ones who would contact him back, he would send them invoices and they would send him checks thinking that they were renewing their trademarks, okay? So Victor was basically impersonating a federal agency and now he's going to spend five and a half years, well, four and a half years in prison. Those of you who have trademarks or, you know, if, if it's currently being processed or you plan on process or, or on getting a trademark in the future, if you choose to self-file, if you are not doing it entirely through an attorney, you are going to get, yes, you have to renew a trademark every 10 years, Kels Butter. Okay, but Victor was just sending it out to any and everybody. Um, yes, so for those of you who plan on trademarking in the future, if you're going to self-file, you will get a lot of junk mail. You will get mail saying, oh, you need your, you know, all this stuff. And you need to be able to discern what mail is real and what mail is not. And that is where you may want to, um, you know, consult a legal professional to help you figure out if something is real or not. I remember one of my first clients when we were applying for her trademark, she showed me some letter that she got in the mail. It looked very official, but this was, you know, a solicitation from a private company. So if you plan on trying to self-file or, you know, do part of the trademark process yourself, you need to be aware that you're going to get a lot of junk mail. Okay. And you have to, Check the mail very carefully to make sure it's not people trying to scam you. On the other side, y'all know we got scammers out here. Let them know that if you are trying to scam people out of their trademark money, you can go to jail. This gentleman, he, he scammed about 2,900 people out of their money, um, you know, because they thought it was an official an official, uh, an official document. Kells Butter said, so what's better copyright or trademark? Well, copyrights and trademarks protect different things, right? Like we said, copyright, a copyright protects your works of art, things you make. So if you write a song, write a book, um, make a painting, create a sculpture, choreograph a dance, um, uh, you know, Anything that you create from your mind, if you just, you know, want the, it's a copyright basically says, I created this and I get to say who uses it, right? So that's what a copyright does. It's basically just the official paper that says, this is mine. A trademark protects your mark in the marketplace when you're selling things. So a copyright, you're not necessarily selling. A trademark is for when you have, you are in business and you want your mark to represent your business and you have your trademark to say, Hey, this symbol, this name, this, this, this word, it represents my products and nobody else can use them. Okay. Um, Kel's butter said, and he should go to jail. Nessie time said, girl, I have had someone contact me on my website contact page saying my domain will be shut down if I don't pay this, this large amount 
of money. Bluehost took care of it. Yes, y'all, people are out here trying to scam in any way that they can. You know I've gotten scam texts saying that I sent people money on Cash App that I never sent. They're trying to get me to put my information on things. Scammers are in every place, and intellectual property is, is no exception. So Victor is going to have himself a nice little four-and-a-half-year vacation in federal prison and have to pay back $4.5 million in restitution for scamming hardworking trademark owners. Okay? All right. Um, so, I want to know from you guys, do you think four and a half years um, in jail and $4.5 million restitution, is that enough punishment? Is it too much? Is it too little? What do we think? Do we think that Victor should spend more time in jail? Does Should Victor's be going to jail at all? Or should he just have to do restitution? What do we think about this sentence? Because he's going to do four and a half years in prison, two years supervised release, and have to pay back four and a half million dollars. What do we think about that punishment? Is it too much, too little, or just right? What do we think? Ooh, ooh, ooh. What do we think? What do we think? What do we think? Kels Butter said, yes, jail it is. So Kels thinks that the jail sentence is appropriate. Does anybody think the jail sentence is too excessive? Four and a half years? Too little? Or is it anybody else? I think it's just right. Sir, you scammed 2,900 people out of their money. And you were impersonating a federal um, a federal agency. Kells Butter said, I think it fits the crime. Uh, Margaret said, just right, right. I, I, I think they got it right in, in this case. All right, so word to the wise. Don't be out here trying to impersonate the USPTO. Okay? All right. Wait. Uh, Kells Butter said, no, it took him that long to keep it going. Yeah. I'm sure this was not, this was, not, this was, yeah, this was over the course of years. I think he scammed 29 people over the course of like three years. Um, all right. Okay. Moving on to our final story of the evening. Okay, y'all. It's the battle of the beats. If you like dance hall music, give me a Jamaican flag. If you like Afro beats, give me a flag from Nigeria. Let me let me see let me see which side you are for. Dance hall, if you're a dance hall, give me a Jamaican flag. If you're a Afro beats, give me a Nigerian flag. I'm gonna put both flags up because I love dance hall and I love Afro beats. That, you know, I, I can't even pick between the two of them. But let me know what you guys prefer, if anything. <clears throat> Margaret gave me, oh, a Ghanaian flag. Okay, I like that. I want to visit Ghana one day. That's a place that I really want to go visit. All right, so we got one for Afro Beats. I'm like in the middle. I told y'all, I'm giving y'all. Oh, <laughs> Margaret's giving me all the African flags. I got Ghana. I got Nigeria. Nobody's a dancehall fan here. 76 Grimke. 
I need you to, I need you to, you know, rep your set right now. Are you team dance hall or are you team Afro beats or are you both? Let me know. Let me know. <clears throat> Afro beats or dance hall. Let me know guys. Or, you know, are, are they equal for you? <clears throat> Kels Butter said, I like them both. Don't know the flags. Okay. All right. Well, there's a little bit of a tiff happening in the dance hall versus Afrobeats world. <laughs> okay. Um, if you don't know, there is a gentleman who is a dance hall artist and he goes by the name Mr. Easy. Uh, E-A-S-Y. Spelled the regular way, right? Um, 76 Cream Case said dance hall. Okay. Uh, Mr. Easy, he is 51 years old. He has been uh, a dance hall artist for over 20 years. And recently, um, there was some, a little brouhaha amongst his fans because there was a show in New York and his fans thought that he was performing and they were very disappointed to find out that he was not. Now, why did Mr. Easy's fans think that he was performing at this venue? Because there is an Afrobeats artist who goes by the name Mr. Easy, E-A-Z-I, okay? And two different, well, I wouldn't say different, but yeah, they're different. Two different genres, but the names are very similar. And because of this, Hello Sincere 39, there has started to be confusion between Mr. Easy, the dance hall artist, and Mr. Easy, the Afrobeats artist, right? Now, this is all happening overseas. It's not happening in the United States. Mr. Easy, the dance hall artist, is um, consulting a, a UK attorney. Um, thank you, Kels Butter. And uh, Mr. Easy, I'm not even sure where he's from. But I want to know from you guys, music-wise, right? Remember when we talked about Lady A and Lady Antebellum and those groups? Do you think there is room for two Mr. Easy artists because one is spelled differently? Mr. Easy, E-A-S-Y, he has been doing dance hall for 20 years under the name Mr. Easy. And then you have Mr. Easy, E-A-Z-I, who has been doing Afrobeats. I'm not sure how long he's been performing. Is there room for two Mr. Easy's in the music sphere? Or are the names too similar? Do, do, do. Nessie Time said, nope, no room for two Mr. Easy's. Okay, so, so who do you think should have to change their name, Nessie Time? Mr. Easy the Dance Hall Artist or Mr. Easy the Afrobeats Artist? Do, 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 do. You know, that, that Essence song by Kid keeps coming in my head. Time is of the essence. Hey. <laughs> um, 76 Grimke said, never, too similar. Okay, so uh, so I've got two people who said that the names are too close. Uh, Kels Butter said, although they're spelled differently, it's too close for comfort. So we've got three. Margaret, do you have do you have um, an opinion on whether there's room for two Mister E? Okay, Margaret said too similar. All right, so we've got one, two, three, four people. Nessie Time said the one with less time. We got four people saying that it's too similar. Nessie Time says the one with less time in the marketplace should have to change his name. So, um, 
I can't, I don't know if I'm going to do the research when I'm done. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and say that I will. But, um, if you, if you guys want, uh, Kels Butter said the 20 year vet should be able to keep his name. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys. I think the person who's been in the business longer should be able to keep their name. Unfortunately, the word easy, while it may be spelled differently to the ear, it is indiscernible. So someone could be confused, right? Um, so Mr. Easy's, so, so to both Mr. Easy's, I wish them the best, but Mr. Easy Afrobeats may have to change his name because uh, unless he's been performing for 30, 25 years or something, you know, I think Mr. Easy Dance Hall has him beat. Okay. Ooh. All right. Um, oh, wow. Those are some fun stories. Okay. So we have come to the end of the show, guys. Uh, that was, that was really good. I love those discussions. We talked about Michael Moore using, um, someone's footage in his, uh, documentary without permission. We talked about Disney trademarking Jason Momoa's name. We talked about this, I am assuming Russian gentleman who's going to be spending four and a half years in prison for impersonating the USPTO. And we talked about, uh, and we, we had a dance hall versus Afro beats IP off. <laughs> okay. So if we have any questions about those stories, now is your time to get it in. Y'all got about two minutes. Um, if you have any questions about business formation in general, now you can get that in now as well. Um, we will be back tomorrow with more stories. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, this, like, last week's stories weren't that great, but, you know, we've been doing good this week. I'm, I'm real excited about it. Um, if you find any stories that you want me to talk about, please, please, please send them to me to my inbox. You know, I love it when you send me stories. Uh, make sure that you are booking your one-on-one sessions, uh, as well. What else do I want to tell y'all? Yeah, um, next week I'm going to be on vacation starting on Tuesday, so there will be a show Monday, but there will not be a show Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Thank you, Margaret, um, you know, but y'all can keep up with me on my vacation. Um, (laughs) I'll be posting pics and videos and things, but yeah, so this is where I'm going to leave you guys. Have a wonderful night. Take care of yourselves. Um, wear your mask, wash your hands, whether you choose to get vaccinated or not, you still need to, you know, take your precautions. Um, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.